Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. Amen. One more time, turn to somebody next to you and tell them how good they look. Tell them a Merry Christmas. So good to see faces, familiar faces, some that we haven't seen for a while. Amen. I won't put anybody in this spot, but we're certainly glad to see everyone here this morning. Amen. I know there's lots of folks here. I think Paul and Jasmine are having a wedding ceremony later this week. So we've got some family in town. I know probably Israel just came to see me, but but everybody else might have come for that ceremony. Amen. Good to see everyone here. I uh, hope that you're having a great Christmas. And again, not going to rush through today. However, last Sunday, I had it made up my mind before I got up here that I was going to preach for about 25 minutes. I think I preached for an hour and 10 minutes. I'm not going to do that to you today, all right? Uh, in fact, I've set my, I don't do this ever, but I'm going to do it today. I've set my little watch to let me know when I've hit 20 minutes so that I can move out of my introduction into the main part of the sermon. <laughs> Amen. If you would turn your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 2. Good to see Malik here today. How you doing, buddy? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, coach. Love you. Thanks. He sent me a beautiful picture of his family this morning, wishing me a Merry Christmas. I like Christmas because Christmas is that one day of the year that I think most people are in a just kind of a, a good mood, smiling. Even right now, I'm looking around at the smiles. They're just spontaneous smiles. Some of you, I'm trying. That's a that's an opportunity. It's a cue for you to smile. Is what that was. It was an opportunity for you to give a. Uh, just an unprovoked smile just because you're so thankful for all of God's goodness in your life. Amen. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse number 8, the Bible tells us that there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, amen, I thought of this, this as I was reading again this morning, uh, just kind of going over some final preparation where one angel showed up and they were sore afraid. Can you imagine what happens in verse 13? When suddenly there was with that one angel a multitude of the heavenly, and that word host is talking about an army. Amen. I can imagine their sore afraid went to terrified. And the heavenly host shows up praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. Goodwill toward men. And for the next 17 minutes or so, 
I want to introduce to you the thought that I'll preach for the hour following that. On this thought, in harmony with heaven. How many of you want to be in harmony with heaven? How many of you want to be on the same page with what God is doing? Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. I do want to make mention before we get into the word and, and shortly after that dismiss, Sister Tear uh, ha- had taken part in a health fair that she, I think, oversaw or took part in. And they had some, uh, some of the merchandise that was left over. Uh, there's toothbrushes and toothbrush covers and webcam covers and posters and bags and a partridge in a pear tree. Amen. All of that is out there for free for you to pick up on your way out the door. And so thank you, Tier, for bringing that and making that available to all of us. Amen. Amen. So I want to preach from this appearance of the angels to the shepherds in the field on this thought this morning for just a few minutes in harmony with heaven. And as angels declare the good news to the shepherds, the scripture tells us that a heavenly host suddenly appeared. That heavenly host being the armies of heaven. I studied ancient history records that the Grecian kingdom of Macedon had at one point in their history been invaded. And after a gruesome, bloody battle had been waged with many casualties and many wounded, the battle at final, it finally came to an end. The invader that invaded Macedon was expelled, and with the news of the battle ending and the invader being expelled, the victorious Grecian army, the Greeks, that army that had been engaged in battle fighting against that invader that had come against the kingdom of Macedon. But when the army of the Grecians heard the good news, they heard that the battle had ended. They heard that freedom had come and fighting was over and home was near. They lifted along those lines of battle and throughout their camp, they lifted up a shout. In Greek, the words would have been soter, soter. They shouted. In our words, it would have been a savior, a savior. They shouted so loud, history tells, and it may be a little bit embellished, but they said that they shouted with such vigor and such enthusiasm of the news of salvation, the news of a Savior that had delivered them from a physical invader. They say that the shouts were so loud that birds that were flying over fell from the sky. It may have been so. I don't know how embellished that report was. But with that little peninsula of Greece... Amen. And and invigorating such shouts of salvation that they would say that birds fell from the sky, then what would it be of the shouts of an angelic army at the news of salvation that had come not for one small peninsula in an isolated place in, in humanity, but rather a Savior that came to bring salvation to all of mankind for all time? Can you imagine the shouts of heaven? of this angelic host of the army of heaven as the invasion of sin and the decimation of iniquity was put on notice as the great God of heaven. He whom the prophet extolled as the wonderful, the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace, the Savior not of a small plot of land, but the Savior of the world stepped down out of eternity into time, putting on the robe of flesh and coming to dwell among us. Amen. That is what the shepherds heard on that hillside as shouts went forth. A Savior has come. A Savior has come. 
I wonder, is anybody thankful today that a Savior has come? Are you thankful that 2,000 years ago, amen, God himself robed himself in flesh and came and dwelt among us? And this great army of heaven declared three eternal works of this Savior that had come, three heralds of this heavenly host, which call us today to enlist in their eternal purpose and to advocate and advance, if I could say it this way, to come into harmony with heaven and to declare the redemptive plan of God. I'm just going to take verse 14 and break out the three declarations of that army of heaven. And I believe it was an invitation for us to join with them in bringing this message to humanity. The first is glory to God. Amen. Somebody say glory to God. The angels came extolling, exalting with this simple message, glory to God. And I don't think it was a silent whisper, but I think it was with great exaltation. I think it was with great enthusiasm as, as those angels had watched as humanity had been decimated by sin, as they watched as this planet that God had created by his spoken word and his very creation that he had formed with his hand from the dust of the earth and how sin had come and brought pain and suffering. And now they watched as that great God of heaven put on the robe of flesh and was laid in that manger and they declared with enthusiasm salvation has come glory to God amen glory to God glory to God focuses the praise on the one who sets events in motion the one who controls all events on earth yes I know that God came for man but the, the, the number one reason that Jesus was laid in a manger, that Jesus came down as Emmanuel, God with us, was not for humanity, but it was to bring glory to God. Amen. It was so that humanity for all of time would look to heaven and say, glory be unto God. The birth of Jesus Christ was not merely to bring hope to humanity, but first to bring glory to God. It, had been it has been 2,000 years since heaven's army first appeared to shepherds in the field. But today we extend the herald of angels when we bring glory to God. I know 2,000 years ago angels first declared it. But 2,000 years later there's got to be a people that will still echo the herald of angels and say, you know what? It hasn't died out. Amen. That cry of angels has not gone away. We as the people of God still say glory to God in the highest. Amen. Amen. Our world needs God to be glorified. The world that we live in today, sin only recognizes its conqueror, and its conqueror is Christ the Lord. And so we herald today with our voices, and we come into harmony with heaven, and we say glory to God in the highest. Not, not to us. God, don't let the glory be unto us. God, don't let me receive the glory, but let the glory be unto the God that we serve. Amen. God, don't let the glory be to our talents and abilities, but let the glory be unto the great God who created heaven and earth. I believe that there are just a few ways that we, we echo this glory to God, that we do bring glory to God. 
First of all, we bring glory to God with our lips. Amen. We, we bring glory to God when we declare unto Him His greatness. That's the first way that you can, well, how can I get in harmony with the angelic host? How can I get into harmony with heaven? The first way that you can do that is by opening your mouth and declaring to God how great He is. How would you like to be complimented? Right? I, 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 you know, we spent some time and got some presents for our children for Christmas, and it feels good when they say thank you. I might not be compelled to get gifts if they got their presents and walked out, you know, acting like they deserve that. No, it feels good when there is gratitude. That, what that is doing is they're expressing greatness, amen. They're expressing gratitude. And, and the first way that we can bring glory to God is when we declare to God how great he is, amen. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. The psalmist said it this way in Psalms 8 and 9, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth. And I know today we celebrate Christmas in so many ways. We give presents to one another and, and we're going to eat a feast, I'm sure, after we leave here today. At least I know that I'm going to do my best to do that. Uh, amen. But I don't think that we should let this moment pass uh, without turning our eyes toward heaven uh, and once again saying, God, how great you are. Uh, Lord, how excellent is your name in all of the earth. Uh, hallelujah, God, you are highly exalted uh, above the heavens. The first way that we come into harmony with heaven is when we declare his greatness unto him. The second way that we declare his greatness is when we declare his greatness to others. Amen. When I, yes, I want to tell God how good he is, but I also want you to know how good God is. I don't ever want to pass up. I don't ever want you to think that the good things that have come out of my life are because of me. Amen. I want every opportunity to turn that glory back to God. That anything good that is in my life, amen, I owe it all to Jesus Christ. I owe it all to the Savior of my soul. David said in Psalms chapter 71, verse 15, uh, 15, my mouth, amen, have you know our mouths can do a lot of things? Anybody's mouth ever got them into trouble? Come on. But David said this, my mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all day, for I know not the numbers thereof. Verse 16, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. What's David saying? I'm going to talk about the goodness of Jesus. Everywhere that I go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it a point to talk about the goodness of Jesus. Can I tell you how we come into harmony with heaven is we turn to our neighbor and we say, God's been good to me. Amen, amen. We take opportunity in the world that we live in to remind those around us that God has been good to us. Amen. The second way that we come into after our lips is with our lifestyle. Have you know that you bring glory to God by the way that you live? Amen. In fact, I would say this one might be more important than our lips because we can talk a big talk and not necessarily walk the walk that goes with it. It's easy to say God's been good to me and I love him with all of my heart, but our lifestyle doesn't necessarily back that up. 
But our lives are living epistles, the Bible says, that are read of men. People are watching the way that we live. Amen. And when we live in accordance with the word of God, we bring glory to God in the highest. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, Paul wrote to the church at Corinth and said this, Whether you therefore eat or drink or whatever you do, do all of it to the glory of God. What's Paul saying? He's saying it doesn't matter what you do. You are bringing the glory to God when you do it in a way that pleases God. Theologian John Piper states that to glorify simply means to reflect his greatness or to reveal his character to others. And so I ask you today, is your life glorifying God? If people watch you, are they, are they seeing the character of Jesus Christ revealed in you? Are they seeing the compassion of God revealed in you? Are they seeing the mercy of God revealed in you? Are they seeing the long-suffering nature of God revealed in you? Amen. We have an opportunity today, living hope, to get in harmony with heaven and say like the angels sang on that hillside that I'm going to give glory to God by the way that I live. Hallelujah. Amen. If I didn't have my stopwatch on, I'd embellish on that one a little bit further. But the second message of the angels that we can come into harmony with, have you know what they said after glory to God in the highest? Peace on earth. Isn't it amazing? Our world wants peace. But they don't know how to get it. Well, they say they want peace as long as you agree with their thought processes, then, then there can be peace. As long as you agree with the way that they think and act and understand their perspective on life, they want peace the moment that you disagree, then it's war. But Jesus came, that, that heavenly host came heralding a message of good news, and that was peace on earth. As shepherds trembled in fear, heaven's army heralded peace. In spite of the war and the turmoil in our world today, Jesus Christ, we cannot forget this, Jesus Christ was born to bring the peace of heaven down to earth. That's why Jesus came, is to bring the peace, amen, as they said in the, in the Our Father prayer, amen, let your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Can I tell you, if the will of God was done in earth as it was in heaven, the peace of God would be on earth. As we celebrate Christmas more than remembering a tiny baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid down before lowing oxen. We should remember more than a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. We should remember a Savior that came to bring peace to this world. And we, everybody in this building today, we are the ambassadors of that peace. We, we are the ones that are called to take what angels heralded on a hillside, we are called to bring that message. Well, Pastor, it's 2022, and it's just not going to happen. I don't believe that. Uh, amen. I don't believe that Jesus came for a futile cause. Uh, I believe that Jesus came down to humanity, uh, amen, with the express purpose uh, that he would bring peace to this earth. What is this peace on earth? Well, it's God reconciling man unto himself. Amen. That, that's why angels sang, because God was at last in the world reconciling the world unto himself. 
the hearts of his creatures were coming back to him. Their allegiance was going to be restored. Their wills were going to be surrendered. Their minds were going to be enlightened. Thus, peace over all the world would be established. God's wrath would be averted. And the long wrestle of man with Satan would reach its end. For when men are at peace with God, they will then be able to be at peace with one another. See, here's the deal. Our world wants peace, but they don't want any part of God. You cannot be at peace with somebody else until you are at peace with God. Amen. Nations will never be at peace with one another until they have first made peace with God. Amen. Well, we just need to get more nuclear weapons than they have. And does that even make sense? And, and we're going about it through human reasoning of how we can get peace. We'll, we'll get ambassadors in a room and, and we'll sit down and talk this out and, and it doesn't work. But I'm going to tell you the answer for how we can really get peace on earth is mankind has got to get at peace with heaven. Uh, amen. We've got to make things right with an almighty God. Uh, we've got to bow our knee before a heavenly king uh, and we've got to surrender our will unto his will. Romans, Romans 5 and 1, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. I'm going to read that again. I want you to, can we bring that up on the screen? I want people to see it and hear it. I know we, we read this passage, but I want you to focus in. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. There's no other way you can get real peace. There's people that try to find it. Well, I'll buy this and I'll finally have peace. I'll drink this, I'll smoke that, and I'll have peace. I'll get with them, I'll get with them, and then I'll have peace. I'll finally have what I've been looking for. But it is an empty pursuit when you try to get peace. I'm going to tell you Romans 5 and 1, Paul said, let me tell you how to find peace. You've got to be justified by faith. Amen. You've got to come into right standing with Jesus Christ, and then, and only then, will you have peace. I'm done with my introduction. I'm almost done. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. By abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the, cry, through the cross, thereby killing hostility. All of that is a lot of theological statements in there, but basically what it's saying is when God reconciled us, amen, to himself through Christ, amen, that he brought peace to humanity. When, when you get into relationship with Jesus Christ, when you submit your will to Jesus Christ, then you will find peace, amen. We are in harmony with the armies of heaven when we make peace with God. Amen. Well, I go to church. That, that's not peace with God. There's a lot of that come to church every Sunday, and they, they're, they're so in turmoil. Amen. Because everything the preacher is saying is in conflict the way that they're living. Everything the Word of God is declaring is in conflict with the way that they're living. We don't get peace with God by coming to church. We get peace with God by being reconciled through the blood of Jesus Christ. Well, how do we do that? By repenting of our sins. Pastor, I want to keep living the way I'm living. Amen. I want to keep living the way I'm living, but I still want peace. It ain't going to work that way. 
If you want true peace, you've got to repent. Amen. You've got to be reconciled unto God through the blood of Jesus Christ. You've got to surrender your will and say, God, not my will, but thine be done. How if you want to be in harmony with heaven? Amen. Secondly, we bring peace. Or we're in harmony with heaven when we bring peace to mankind. Or when we bring mankind to peace with God. Sorry, I'll get it right. So yes, I've got to be at peace with God by being reconciled. But the, the next way that we as a church today need to lift our voices. I don't think those angels in that field were whispering. I, I think it was a shout. I mean, I think it, it was a, an exuberant shout. Because they knew they were heralding something that was about to change mankind forever. And the church has got to get its power back in its voice. We've got to stop whispering behind closed doors on Sunday morning and then being silent in our community all week long. We've got to lift up our voice and tell our world we know where peace is at. Peace is in Jesus Christ. Amen. When we bring mankind to peace with God uh, by persuading others to surrender their will to him, then we bring peace to earth. Hallelujah. I know, I know it's Christmas morning and y'all got ham and turkey and mashed potatoes on your mind right now. But, but church, our world needs peace. Our world needs a church that will lift its voice, amen, not, 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 not in wrath and anger, but in love and humility, uh, and say to a world around us, we know how you can find peace, uh, amen, when you get in peace with heaven, you can be at peace in your heart, uh, amen, when you get at peace with God, you can be at peace with others. Matthew 5 and 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God, Hallelujah. Hebrews 12 and 14, follow peace with some men. Follow peace with men who look like you. Follow peace with men who speak the same language as No, no. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. There was one final declaration of these wise men that we've got to get in harmony with. Amen? Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Anything else? Goodwill. That's not where you went to get pastor's present for Christmas. <laughs> goodwill toward men. And I'm not, if you did, that's fine. I found some good stuff at Goodwill. I got some rock and ties at Goodwill. Anyway, the birth of Jesus was to bring goodwill toward men. God cherishes only goodwill. We, we need to understand this because... I don't know how every family is, but every once in a while, my daughters will give them this little kick about who's dad's favorite, right? Dad, I know I'm your favorite, or she's your favorite, or they're your favorite, and they're just messing around. But I think that we feel like because we're children, the children of God washed in the blood, that God loves us more than anybody else. And certainly there is the favor of God upon those that have taken on the name of Jesus Christ. But God so loved the world that he gave. Can I tell you, God loves the crack addict. Amen. God loves the homeless man. Amen. God loves the thief and he loves the murderer. It is not will, his will that he should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He takes no pleasure in their death. He would rather that they would turn to him and live. How do we get in harmony with this goodwill? How do we get in harmony with 
the army of heaven. Well, first of all, the scripture commands us that we love our brothers. Look around you right now. I know we say sometimes, well, I love them, I just don't like them. I, I think that's a cop-out. I think that's a cop-out. I, I think we got to learn to... I, I think if you leapfrog lo, uh, loving, so, if you leapfrog liking someone to love it, you don't really love them. Amen. In fact, the Bible says this in John 13, By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, not by the fact you can quote Scripture, not by the fact that you can interpret Greek and Hebrew, but by the way that you show love one to another. Amen. Can I tell you how we get in harmony with heaven? It's we get over our petty offenses in the church. Amen. We get over our disagreements in the body of Christ. And we decide, you know what, I'm going to love you no matter what. I'm going to love you no matter what color your skin is. I'm going to love you no matter what political party you're a part of. I'm going to love you no matter how much money you've got in the bank. I'm going to love you because I'm in harmony with heaven. Come on, living hope. We've got to get in harmony with heaven and we've got to love one another. Well, I love God. I just can't put up with some of the people in his body. If a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar. Pastor, that's cruel. I'm sorry, I was just reading out of the Bible. That's, that's 1 John 4 and 20. If a man say, I love God, if we stand up here and we jump around and shout and praise in the middle of worship song, and then we walk out of here and tear our brother down, the Bible says we are liars. For he that loveth not his brother who he can see, how can you say that you love a God that you can't see? Can I tell you what we need a revival of in 2022 and 2023? Is we need brotherly love in the church. We're going to get in harmony with heaven when we truly love one another. And some of us can get on board with that when hopefully most of us. But Jesus didn't stop with saying you love your brother. Scripture commands that we love our neighbors. Leviticus 19, 18, thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And it never, that was written back in the Old Testament and in the Gospels people were asking Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? They were trying to find loopholes. Right, is it the guy that lives one door down from me or two doors down? The guy three doors down, certainly I don't have to love him because he's not my neighbor. And Jesus flipped the script on him and told the story of the good Samaritan. The last guy in the room that should have loved that guy, amen, was the guy who ended up, amen, the preacher and the Pharisee and the people that should have gone to him, amen, and tended his wounds were not the ones that did, but it was a man that understood my neighbor is anybody who is in a place of need, amen. The scripture commands that we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Well, I don't really love myself, preacher. Oh, you love yourself. You can say you don't love yourself. Amen, I walk by y'all, y'all smell good. You got deodorant on, you got some, some cologne, some perfume, you brush your teeth. Amen, I, I, most of you, I don't know about all of you, but I think most of you brush your teeth. Amen, you got all prettied up. For those of you that got hair, you, amen, you combed it nice. For those of us that don't, we polished it up good. Amen, we, we, take, care, we take good care of this guy. because Why? Because we love, and the scripture says we need to love our neighbor. How do I get in harmony with heaven? Is I start loving the world around me the way that I love myself. Amen, how do I get in harmony with heaven? I start loving a lost world around me the way that Jesus Christ loves this lost world around me.
All right, I can do that one. I, I can love people that are in a place of need. I can, I, can go, I can go that far with you, preacher. But Jesus didn't stop there, did he? He says, no, you're going to have to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 5, 43, you've heard it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Listen, I know it was 2,000 years ago that angels appeared on a hillside to shepherds and they said glory to God and peace on earth and goodwill toward men. But we've got to get in harmony with heaven and recognize that that song didn't end on a hillside. It's alive and well today in the church of the living God that we've got to have a revival of goodwill toward men. We are in harmony with heaven. Brother Andre, you can come. I took a little bit more than what I was planning. Still going to be one of the shortest services you've ever been in in Living Hope. Could you stand with me? We're in harmony with heaven. What, What does goodwill look like? Well, let me tell you what it doesn't look like. When God starts to bless our brother and instead of us being happy for them, we get filled with jealousy. And envy. Amen? All right, I'm wrong church. Sorry, I, I thought I was at the church. Amen? Good, what goodwill doesn't look like is when something good starts to happen in somebody's life and instead of us rejoicing with them, we, we, we find reasons to tear them down. Let me tell you what goodwill does look like. Goodwill looks like when you can look around this room and say about every person in this room, God, I pray good over them. I I pray, God, your will over them. I pray your blessings over them. God, I pray that you would help them. God, I pray that you would prosper them. That's what goodwill looks like. Goodwill looks like when you walk out of this building, amen, and you're driving down the street, amen, you can pray goodwill over this community. God, bless my community, bless my neighbors, bless the enemies and those that curse me and spitefully use me. God, bless them. We are in harmony with heaven when we forgive those that have done us wrong. Anybody ever been done wrong? Two of you, all right. Again, I'm wrong. I had notes for this church, I thought, but I guess they are the wrong church. Ever done wrong? Somebody got offended at you and you had no idea what you even did? Right? You're just doing your thing, trying to help people, and they're tearing you down. But goodwill, we get in harmony with heaven when we forgive. I know it's Christmas Day, but there's so many people, broken relationships and friendships that have been severed and Family relationships, you can't even get in the same room with one another. And sometimes you don't even remember why. Something happened 20 years ago. Somebody said something. And now you can't even get in the same room with them. I'm not, I'm preaching to you. I know what, I know, I, I, I'm a human too. I know, what, I know what I'm talking about. But I wonder on this Sunday morning, could we just lift our hands and say, you know what, I got to get in harmony with heaven. I got to forgive I can't hold grudges. I can't let bitterness get into my heart. He came to bring goodwill toward all men. Come on, he came to bring goodwill to it. If there's anybody in this church that you've got a grudge against, 
If there's anybody in the circumference of this room right now that you got an offense against them, it doesn't, well, pastor, I got a good reason. It wouldn't be an offense if you didn't have a good reason. I believe Jesus had good reason to be offended too when they drove nails through his hands and feet. They pushed those thorns down through his head. I think that's a good enough reason. If you want a reason to be offended, Jesus had it. But the last two words out of his mouth, amen, Father, forgive. Amen, Father, forgive. I, I can't let this bitterness get into my heart because I've got, I came with the message of goodwill and I've got to leave with the message of goodwill and I can't speak goodwill if I'm offended at others. Ask forgiveness of those that we have done wrong. Hallelujah. Oh, you all are looking at me right now like I'm just, I'm lecture. I'm not lecture. I'm talking to your real life. We get in harmony. with. We bring goodwill down from heaven to earth. I'm going to just ask you this. If all of humanity abided by this, if we forgave others, if we loved our enemies, if we, well, we wouldn't have any enemies if we all loved our enemies. This is, the, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the message he came. It wasn't so we could wrap presents and, and have pretty trees with lights in them. He came so that we can have peace on earth and goodwill toward men. He came so that we would be at peace with heaven and so that we can love one another. And seek to love others the way that Christ loves us. How many of you could testify that Jesus loved you in spite of some big stuff? I know you all look up here and you say, Pastor, you're a good guy. You don't know. You don't know the thoughts. You don't know the temptations. You don't know. Amen. She knows some. She's not going to tell you, though, because I, I, I made her sign a contract that she wouldn't tell you all. Amen. And the Bible says no good. Amen. No good dwelleth in us. Amen. But I'm so thankful today that Jesus Christ loved me while I was yet a sinner. Amen. I'm so thankful that he loved me. And that's the way I want to love the way that Jesus loves. Amen. I want to love the way that Jesus, not when you get good enough, then I'll love you. But God, give me the ability to love people when they're in their brokenness and when they're in their sin and when they're reviling against you, that you would give me the mercy to love them. So I'm asking us right now as we get ready to dismiss, I want us to, if you want to come to the altar, but we're going to get in harmony with heaven. And we're going to take those three steps of those of the message of angels and we're going to glorify God. We're going to just give glory to God for a moment right now in this place with our lips. Yes, right now it's with our lips. But as we leave this building, we're going to do it with our lives. Everywhere that we go, God, I want to be a reflection of your character. Come on, somebody. We're going to, we're going to be at peace with God. And we're going to tell others how they can be a living hope. We've got to do it in 2023. Our world is needing peace, and they can't find it in politicians. They can't find it in anything else. But I'm going to tell you where they can find it. When they find peace with God, they will really find peace. But we've got to tell them. Goodwill toward men. Oh, God, I pray right now that you would forgive me of my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. Lord, if there's any grudge in my spirit, if I'm offended at anyone, God, if I have offended anyone, I ask you right now to forgive me. And I pray, Lord, that you would give living hope, give this body of believers, Lord, right now in this day and in the year to come, that, God, we would love others the way that you loved us, 
Lord, that you loved us while we were sinners. God, you loved us while our lives were in shambles. You loved us while we were a mess. Oh, God, you, you came down and you dwelt among us that we might behold the glory of God. And we thank you for it, Lord. Now help us to love others. Hallelujah, hallelujah. With every hand raised in this building, listen, if you're here today and you're not at peace with God, if you have not made peace with God, I don't care where you look, you can make millions and billions of dollars, but you will not find peace until you are at peace with God. And there is only one way to make peace with God, and that is to surrender your will to His will. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I pray right now the peace of God that passes understanding. I pray goodwill toward every person in this room right now, Lord. It is the gospel. It is the reason that you came down from heaven and dwelt among us. Lord, so that we could speak goodwill over one another. God, you have goodwill toward all. How much more should we, Lord, how much more should we speak, God, and, and Lord, hope goodwill upon those around us. Hallelujah. I want you to find somebody right now and I just want you to pray a prayer of goodwill. A prayer of goodwill. God, I pray the goodness of God. Lord, I pray that you would bless them. I pray your favor upon them, Lord. I don't want anybody here today to never know the peace of God. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how bad you've been. I don't care how messed up your life is. I don't care what you might be addicted to. I pray today that you would come to find the peace of God. I pray today that you would make peace with heaven. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, find somebody else. Just a few more. Find a few more folks around you. Pray some prayers of goodwill. God, I pray the goodness of God. Bless them, Lord. I pray good things, Lord. I pray good things. Bless their marriage, God. Bless their family. Bless their home. Hallelujah, Jesus.
is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. Could we bow our heads together? I feel in the Holy Ghost. There are people here today that want to make peace with God, but you don't know how. So I'm just simply going to give us an opportunity. I'm not, I can't, it's not a matter of you repeating after me. It's got to come out of your heart. But where you make peace with God is where you say, God, forgive me of my sins. Lord, forgive me for not surrendering my will to your will. Forgive me, God, for trying to live life the way that I thought was best. God, not trusting you to lead me and guide me. Lord, for everything that I've done that is in opposition to your word and your will, I surrender myself right now and I ask you to forgive me. It's, that's the essence of what that prayer has got to be about, but it's got to come out of your heart because it's got to be real. It can't be recited. It's got to be real. So I'm asking everybody in this building right now, what well, pastor, I've repented before. There's something about repentance every day. It should be something that we do because it renews that peace. It puts us back in right standing. It reconciles us unto God. So all together right now throughout this building, before we leave, go on about our Christmas Sunday, I pray this prayer of repentance together, Lord Jesus. I pray right now for every person in this room. Lord, I thank you that 2,000 years ago a shepherd stood trembling in a field and heavenly army showed up declaring a Savior had come. The war is over. A Savior has come. The enemy has been defeated because a Savior has come, and he's come to bring peace. No longer is there hopelessness, but now there is hope because there is a Savior has come to bring peace. Lord, I pray throughout this building right now as we surrender our will. God, we ask you to forgive us of every sin that we've committed, every lie that we've told. God, every lustful thought, every desire that's not been pleasing to you, every, every rageful thought that we've allowed to lead us into actions of anger, God, I pray that you would forgive us today, Lord. God, I ask you right now to cover us with your blood. I ask you right now to wash us in your precious blood. You came, God, to be a lamb that would come to take away the sins of the world. So we worship you as the lamb that came to take away the sins of the world. We ask you right now on this Christmas morning, I know nothing would please you more, God, than to let that precious blood wash away the sins of those, God, that are not at peace today, but they would find peace in that precious fountain that washes away our sins in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I, I, I am going to dismiss and I'm not going to beleaguer it. We're five minutes past one hour here, you know, for most of us. We're just half, this is halftime right now on a normal Sunday. But would you, just one more time, I feel the Holy Ghost prompting us, would you find one more person? And I just want you to ask them, are, are you at peace with God? Are you at peace with God? Amen. Are you at peace with God? The old songwriter said it this way, is thine heart right with God? Is, are you at peace with God? Living Hope, we, this is what the goodwill of God is all about. This is what peace on earth is all about. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. I just pray some goodwill over them. If, if that person you're praying with, you asked them and they said, no, they're not, I, I, I pray that you would be sensitive enough to, to, to pray with them and lead them into a prayer of repentance. 
Amen. Lead them to a place of repentance so that they can find. No gift under the tree can replace what peace with God is going to do for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Clap of praise. Amen. 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 So we're going to leave here today and we're going to go into our community in harmony with heaven. We're going to bring glory to God. We're going to lead others and our own lives in peace on earth by being in right standing with God and goodwill toward men. Amen. We're going to love our brothers. We're going to love our neighbors. We're going to love our enemies. Tough one to say, right? We're going to do it though. And we're going to be in harmony with heaven. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Greet one another right now. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait.